Hello and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. So hello folks, welcome to yet another episode of the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, our aim at the Sales Chat Show. We will share tried and tested and proven ideas that will make you a sales success. The title of this episode is Why Manipulation Doesn't Buy You Loyalty. As regular listeners of the Sales Chat Show will know, we are no fans of the old school style of more manipulative, pushy selling that has probably got parts of the sales profession a pretty bad reputation. Um, And disappointingly, we still see on a regular basis so-called sales gurus who are telling people that this is the way that you should sell if you want to sell successfully and sometimes using quite old-fashioned and quite manipulative styles of selling. Um, so I'm Simon Hazeldean and as usual I have been joined by Phil Jesson and Graham Jones from the Sales Chat Show. Our special guest with us in the studio today is David Ventura who has been with us to record an excellent episode on using video as part of your sales proposal so please make sure you take a I listen to that and I'm sure uh, that Dave will have some things to contribute to this discussion as well. So let me start off um, ethics aside for a moment. Let's assume I've had an ethical bypass. Um, <laughs> manipulation. That sounds painful. Yeah, it, it is. It, 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 but it get, if it gets you the sale, it gets you the sale. You know, the end justifies the means does it really matter how you get the sale as long as you get the sale? Providing you're not doing something illegal, of course. But let's just, just throw that out there as a So you won't mean any old dodgy way of trying to get the sale? Well, I'm just saying it's done more often than we would like it to be the case. And, and there'll be some people who'll be listening. They may have been trained by doing selling in a certain way. And they're saying, yeah, but it works. Gets me the sale. Well, even if it gets you the sale, not you particularly, but even if it gets... Um, one of our listeners the sale it doesn't necessarily get the additional sales yeah um, if the uh, customer uh, then feels somewhat sort of uh, badly handled and recognizes some of the shoddy techniques that they've yeah. uh, been subjected to uh, that's going to impact on ongoing business it could also of course uh, uh, these days uh, impact on reputational damage yeah uh, the customer might say yes at four o'clock in the afternoon, but two or three days later might be saying something quite different online. Um, It might get you the sale on the day, but it certainly won't get you leads and testimonials and referrals. Uh, And also, um, even if it does win you the sale on the day and the customer uh, thinks about it and uh, regrets the whole thing, uh, that won't make life easy for the next salesperson on the patch who will be walking into that customer and uh, will probably be given five seconds and shown the door uh, as a result of the predecessor's manipulative and shoddy performance. I've got a little story that backs up what yeah. Phil's saying. Years ago, we uh, wanted a new kitchen 
and uh, we uh, booked a, an appointment with the biggest kitchen company in the UK, a nationwide company fitting kitchens across the UK. They were you know, doing TV adverts, they were in all the Sunday magazines, they were the works. So we thought they're the people to go to, so we got them to turn up and quote. And they said they would you know, do fantastic design. Um, well, the chap was in the kitchen for an hour and a half, and what he designed was exactly what we'd already got. So all he did was yeah. take our existing kitchen and draw it on some graph paper, and then went, there you go. Now, I could have drawn that in five minutes, not an hour and a half, but apparently he was measuring up and making sure everything worked, and then he gave us this ridiculous cost for the kitchen, um, which was way above what we were going to thinking of spending. And uh, I said, no, no, that's irrelevant. Uh, you know, that's a non-starter, so thanks very much. Bye-bye. And he said, ah, yeah. He said, but I can help you because today, for today only, if you sign tonight, no deposit, you just got to sign a contract tonight, I can halve that. So it immediately taken 50% off the price if I sign. I said, no, I'm not going to buy tonight because we've got other people who are going to quote and I want to compare quotes and services and everything else, so I'm not going to sign tonight. So that's the lowest price you're going to give me, 50%. No, no, if you don't sign tonight, it's back up by 50% to the other price. So I said, so that's the price I've got to pay if I sign next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I said, well, I'm not going to sign. He said, tell you what, if you sign tonight and you can give me a £100 deposit tonight, I will give you 50% off and I will give you a free oven, a free cooker, and all the appliances then became free of charge. So, no, no, I'm still not going to... And this went on and on and on. And he'd arrived at, say, 7 in the evening, and we're now at, like, half past 10 at night. Yes. And yeah. my wife said, sorry, I'm going to bed. You know, I've had enough. I'm not. And so I said to him, look, we're not going to buy it. He said, one last thing. Can I borrow your phone? Yeah, you can borrow my phone, because this is in the days before mobile phones. So he rings this number... And then he says, it's my boss, he wants to speak to you. So his boss spoke to me and his boss said, I understand he's offered you 50% off and you still won't sign. He's offered you free appliances and you still won't sign. I tell you what, because I'm his boss, I can get you to buy this tonight because I will give you a free two-week holiday in the Canary Islands if you sign tonight on top. And I went, I'm still not signing. And eventually I physically threw this bloke out. I subsequently bought a kitchen from a local business with no intense pressure and we paid about £5,000 more than our budget was for this kitchen, which was a beautiful kitchen, which was not a replacement for the kitchen that we had. It was completely different design and different layout. And um, I said to the guy, I said, oh, we had this other company here. And he went, oh, no, not them. And I said, um, they're, but they're the top, aren't they? He said, yeah, they're the top. Uh, manipulative selling they're the top at getting a customer once he said how did you find out about us I said oh people down the road had a lovely kitchen from you he went yeah we don't have to advertise all on referrals all on referrals and because recommend, recommendations because people love us I would never ever recommend kitchens direct I don't think they exist <laughs> anymore yeah I think they went bust yeah. yeah, I don't think anybody ever did recommend them because all they did was this manipulative selling. So, yeah, they could get one sale. So the, the person who was tempted by the 50% off, who was tempted by the free holiday in the Canary Islands, they would have bought 
they would never have bought again and would never recommend them because the salesman was too pushy. Well, you do now have the impact of the internet and therefore social media, etc., and that has to be borne in mind as well, that you may get the one sale, yeah. but it's what's being said about your company Quite. on social media. And the fact that people are now doing research in advance yep. and finding out what for before. So, you know, it might have worked pre to that. Yep. It's still not saying it's the right thing to do, but it might have worked in terms of getting the sale but it is becoming less and less effective, but it's still being pushed out by many people. Dave? So I, I think those listeners that are familiar with Simon Sinek's work mm. will be familiar with him talking about, you know, there are only two ways to get people to act and do something, and that's to either manipulate them or inspire them. And actually those companies that are, are creating lifelong loyalty from their customer base are the ones that are inspiring. Now, I, I talk about Simon Sinek's start with why quite a lot with our mm. customers, and a lot of people will say, well, it's easy to reference that when you're talking about companies like Apple and you know the big the big global organizations um, but actually you know what about what about a small to medium-sized business or, or, or a small sort of one one-man band outfit you know how do we then inspire people with what we do and I think that the focus has got to be on why the customer wants to buy it ie mm. what is the real benefit for the customer and focusing more on that than what's the benefit of me selling it to you. Yeah. And I think that manipulation is a, is a, is a behaviour of someone who is just trying to do something that works for them yeah. and doesn't think about the benefit for the customer. I mean, I, guys, how long, how long has your longest standing client been a client? How many years? Longest um, standing Too many to, to count yeah. now. Yeah, I've, been, I've had my business for 10 years, and 10 years is, is my, you know, my yeah. first, one of my first clients. Phil, same, same. 30. 30, 30, 30 same client, same. Uh, same, so I've got the yes, first yeah. year I started working at, I've got a client from that. So if you want repeat business, manipulation is absolutely has to be off the agenda. It has to be the inspiring, you know, why, why you would want to work with us, delivering value. So. I think it's an extremely short-term strategy. Also now, consumers, if you're B2C, consumers are more and more protected with cooling off periods, yeah. with you know buyer's remorse when that kicks in. You may get the emotional sale by using emotional psychological manipulation on the day, but when the prefrontal cortex gets back in control the following morning, you're gonna get your order canceled. Yeah. I think yeah. for some of our listeners uh, contemplating various training initiatives, Yeah. Uh, some of the clues on manipulative sales programs are, of course, in the language. Uh, and any training program that has a topic titled 50 Ways to Get to Yes or How to Overcome Objections yes. rather than How to Handle Objections. The clues in the language uh, it needs to be really scrutinised in a lot of detail and uh, I'm sure we would all encourage our listeners to uh, look at the consultative, collaborative side of uh, sales training, not uh, the manipulative, pushy stuff. Because it works more successfully than the, the old school style, because the world has changed and because therefore the profession of sales needs, needs to change. And I think the other thing as well is, you know, in my, um, in my first book I talked about like the mirror test of being able to look in the mirror at yourself as a salesperson, be comfortable with the person looking back at you, knowing that in you, whatever way you're doing, you know, I know you might say, okay, it's a, it's a local kitchen company, where's your purpose, where's your contribution? Well, you're providing a family with a really great room they're really happy with, they're you know, bringing them some happiness and pleasure. 
that's okay, that's not like saving the planet, but it's still adding value to people's lives and making a contribution to what people do. And you should be, they should be proud. They should be proud of doing that. You know, you don't have to be saving the planet to be making a positive contribution. The problem with all this, of course, is that those people who believe in the manipulative sale can provide us lots of evidence that it works. Because you can go in, you can sell, you can you can manipulate people, you can get them to buy, and you can get a sale. So you can walk in, you can get a sale, tick the box, walk into another customer, tick the box, get another sale, and keep doing that and keep doing that. The fact is that you don't get repeat business, you get reputational damage and all of that. But what they look at is the pure numbers. They go, you know, that Fred sells 20 of these a day, every single day, and he's brilliant. Yeah, but unfortunately, you look at Fred's 20 customers a year later and 19 of them have disappeared. Yeah. But and then Fred has got another 20 coming in the next day. And so the evidence is that it's, uh, it works. The problem is it works such short term, you have to invest so much more in selling and selling and selling. You could sell and make fewer sales and make more money. Yeah. And you're permanently looking yeah. for, new, for net new customers Quite, yeah. rather than farming, milking, yeah. by way of referral, testimonial and other ways you existing Which is actually customers. less hard work. It's easy <laughs> getting happy customers to do the selling for yeah. you. But there's still a lot of it out there, folks, and we just see this. We've seen some examples, you know, people's comments, their videos on YouTube, and so on and so forth. It's your question you've got to be asking yourself is it going to be a sustainable way of selling? Is it a way that you are comfortable with selling? And the acid test is that customer likely to ever recommend you to their friends, their colleagues, their associates, their business partners? So if there is a degree of discomfort, then you know, kind of pay attention to that and look at different ways of selling. Closing thoughts, gentlemen. I think hopefully we have presented our case so that our listeners uh, are left in no doubt that uh, the way of the future is a collaborative, consultative sale if they want ongoing and yep. growing sales from happy customers. Yep. Dave? So, yeah, I think it, it, it just comes down to relationships. If you take it outside of the business world for a minute, how many relationships do you have that, in your lifetime that you've been happy with that have been inherently manipulative? And if the answer is none, then you probably shouldn't replicate that in business either. Good point. Mr. Jones, Mr. Well, Jones. I would say um, that if you um, really want a good kitchen, then go to Paula Rosa, uh, because they provided us with a fantastic kitchen. And I would say, my closing thoughts, that if you want a good kitchen, I would go to Sapphire Kitchens in Leicestershire, um, who sold us a fantastic kitchen and have fitted my office oh, and my wife's office and our master bedroom and our spare room and other because we repeat the using them because they are a very ethical and a very, very uh, easy and nice bunch of people to do yeah. to do business with and it's very easy to spend your money with people who are doing a good job and an ethical job of selling so fantastic first of all, thank you very much for listening in at the sales chat show our aim is to share tried and tested and proven ideas to make you a sales success so please visit saleschatshow.com or your usual place where you get your podcasts and check out our back catalogue of other episodes. So big thanks to our special guest star, David Ventura, who's been with us all day. Some fantastic episodes. Thank you, thank you. And thank you to Phil Graham. And I've been Simon Hazeldean. Good luck and good selling.
have been listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And from everyone here at the Sales Chat Show, we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling. (music) 